Welcome to Unwritten Imaginings, where lazy authors talk about story ideas that they'll never get around to writing. New episodes every Sunday. Let us know if you use one of our ideas and we'll give your story a shout out in a subsequent episode. Get an additional 30% off for clearance prices. Is the clearance prices the 30% off already or was it more than that? I can't remember what we said. Like, you know, the clearance price is just the first sale and then you take an additional... 30% off that, and it's all zero, so it's fine. Is this multiplicative or additive? It's multiplicative. Okay, so, like, from the original price, we're discounted another, like, what, 20% or so? I don't know what the original sales discount was, but then you take 30% off whatever the new price was after the first sale. <laughs> yeah, that seems a little bit of a weird way to do it, you know, just in general. But I guess... Maybe I'm just the only person who doesn't like doing multiplication. No, that's not true. Most people don't even think about multiplication. They're just like, another 30% off. Yeah, so if you've ever been to a clothing store that's doing this, uh, they just have these little, like, little cards on the clothing shelves that say if the, if the pre-30% off price was this... This is the new price, uh, and on a set of, uh, of different prices, because people can't do math in their heads, which is really sad. Uh, <laughs> yeah. See, I'm not actually very good at math in my head. I'm just very uh, decent with approximations, and that's good enough. I mean, it's like, if something's like, let's say, $20, 30% of $20 is $6. It's like, you know, <laughs> it's not hard. See, I would have overpriced that because uh, I did not do the math in my head. I was just like, that sounds like 15 or so. And then you just subtract it. And then you got your new price. It's not hard. It's not like they go get an additional 22.5% off or something. It's always like 30. See, you say that, but I've actually seen sales like Why that. would that? So no. Why? Actual 22.5% off? That's Kevin right. <laughs> the most recent stupid number that I saw was 24.5% off. Where, where are you going shopping? Who is doing this? Look, I don't need to answer that question. <laughs> You're going shopping somewhere real weird. And we both know it. <laughs> Does that surprise anybody? I mean, I don't, I don't know. The point is, stop shopping there and start shopping at the normal places where the discount is like... A multiple of 10. <laughs> Even then, it's not always going to be a multiple of 10. At normal places, I've seen a one-third off sale before. You know, get that 33% in there. That's even easier! Like... <laughs> yeah, but like, decimal is not the end-all be-all, you know? Just because it's a nice number there doesn't mean it's like a nice number objectively or anything. It's easier to multiply your head. Uh, how about we just convert the entire word, world to seximal and I'll call it a day. No, no. Okay, okay, okay. Let's let's just. I don't even know. We'll we'll move on. So today is uh, my turn to bring an idea, but uh, I didn't think of anything. So we're just gonna go random word generator today. It's not like we haven't done that before. Yeah. Well, I, I think this is the first time I've done it, which makes me... I, I'm allowed one, right? It's fine. Haha. Haha. Uh, and uh, I generated seven words. I believe 
per tradition, we can throw one out if it doesn't work. But, uh, I don't know. Some of these seem like they go together. So I'm just gonna go with all seven. Usually I just throw it out before I bring it to the table, but, you know, we can still throw it out if it's, uh, boring. So I got the words outrageous, ambiguous, rabbit, succinct, multiply, start, and acidic. <laughs> well, this sounds like some sort of stage magician assassin story. Oh, really? I was thinking some kind of sci-fi mutation weirdness. <laughs> I mean, either direction. <laughs> How about you decide which direction we go? Stage magic? Stage magic assassin. Yeah. With acid? Acidic rabbits? Well, acidic darts. Acidic darts. Why darts? I don't know. I, I thought you said the word dart. I did not. Hmm. Well, there goes uh, my brain going off on a <laughs> random tangent. I, I definitely did not use the word dart. I heard outrageous. The ambiguous. Outrageous. Ambiguous. Rabbit. Succinct yeah. and rabbit. That was all stage magician, right? Um. Oh, I think you heard dart for start. Yeah, that would be the one. Yeah, it's start. Okay. Which is what made me think it was a mutation. It was like, oh, sh like, uh, it's the rabbits, the acidic rabbits are taking over. <laughs> I suppose. I mean, I just like the idea of those first four words as a stage magician. It's really where I am at, where I'm at. See, when I think, when I hear ambiguous rabbit, it actually very much reminds me of my little shadow rabbits that I call glooms in Fantasia. Cause... See, but <laughs> I heard outrageous, <laughs> ambiguous, which you know. Yeah, they're they're pretty. Well, I mean, if we made them acidic, that'd be pretty outrageous. <laughs> I was more talking about the stage magician with the outrageous mm, plus the. Uh... I see. I mean, you know. Yeah. It's like it's it's we can I, I just picture it's the rabbits that are ambiguous it's like is that a rabbit <laughs> well this is what you get for linking the words together before uh you know hey that's just the order they came out in the ambiguous exactly is right before the rabbit well the outrageous is right before the ambiguous Out, outrageous ambiguous rabbits <laughs> Are they rabbits? The world may never know. But they're pretty They're pretty out there. That's why it makes them ambiguously a rabbit, you know? Because rabbits are usually not uh, very out there. I mean, we could go full Alice in Wonderland angle on this. Mm. Make it like a... Like, make it like a vaguely humanoid or anthropomorphic uh, rabbit, like rabbit-ish creature that you're like, I think that's a rabbit, and then just make them outrageous. I mean, you know, yeah, it's got long ears and is herbivorous, so probably a rabbit, but, you know. <laughs> Calls themselves vegan. Um, you can figure out what that means. <laughs> it's like, are there not vegan rabbits? This is concerning. Well, I mean, yes, rabbits eat bugs occasionally that being said uh herbivores have to digest tougher food than carnivores so like pretty much all herbivores can handle meat just fine they just don't explicitly hunt it down um <laughs> i mean that's a lot of work you know you know if you want to if you want to like 
see some disturbing stuff, you should look into herbivores eating meat. <laughs> Why would I want to see disturbing stuff exactly? Uh, it's it's more of a warning than a than a than a recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I see. Yeah, I see. It's a, Maybe you should have been a little bit more clear. There's about that. there's some there's some stuff out there that I've seen or I haven't seen like images, but I've I've read descriptions of carnivorous behavior in herbivores that icks me out. <laughs> mm, I see. Okay, moving on. Let's not Nature is wonderful. Let's not make the rabbits carnivorous. Okay, they're 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 just acidic. <laughs> I see. Now We've focused all of our words on the rabbits now. What exactly do we do with them? Well, uh, we write a short story about them because it has to be succinct. <laughs> um, See, this is why I don't focus all of my words on, on one part of things. Because it's like, okay, what? Well, it's the acidic rabbits have started to multiply. So, you know, it's a, it's a crisis. Okay. <laughs> I see, I see. So we've got a huge crisis of the outrageous multiplication of ridiculous rabbits. Of ambiguous rabbits. They may or may not be rabbits. <laughs> yeah. Frankly, they're acidic. We have no idea. <laughs> okay. I feel like this is one of those, like, runaway ecological issues. Like, like somebody accidentally introduced a foreign species or something that just went like, Wow, this is great. There's no natural predators. Let's multiply. I mean, you said going a sci-fi direction, so why don't we just make it an alien species that was perhaps accidentally introduced as part of a... Yeah, I don't know. As, as part of a science mission crashing or something. Yeah, or, you know, just someone accidentally let their pet free. Don't know why they made their rabbit acidic. It was just the, the thing to do at the time. It needed to live in a very basic uh, atmosphere. Oh, okay, so it's an adaptive acidity. Yeah, exactly. In its original plant. Where else would acidity, where else would acidity come from? Come on. Uh, maybe they just wanted to, to breed a species of rabbit that, like, y you could eat and it, ha it made its own acidity. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Let's not talk about eating rabbits. It's probably not very popular. So rabbit that tastes like citrus? Is that what they were going yeah, for? Yeah, like it it seasons itself. <laughs> Pre-seasoned rabbit. It, oh, wow. <laughs> or it marinates itself. I mean, that would be a choice. It also wouldn't be that acidic. No. I mean, it's probably not... Are we imagining rabbits that are so acidic that like you can't touch them? Or is it more like... Uh, well, I was thinking... That, like, either that or they have, like, an acidic spit thing that they can do. Oh, okay. I like acidic saliva. Yeah, that's a that's a good in-between. Like Acidic saliva rabbits. Yeah. So it's like, are they eating the, the plants or are they dissolving the plants? Are they pre-digesting, you know? The question is more ambiguous than you would think. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Okay. Um, There's no reason that the answer can't be both. That's true. You know, like, digestion starts in the mouth, you know? It's true of... Exactly. Everything. We, we've got little, little enzymes in our saliva. They just have that plus a real low pH. Okay. 
Um, okay, so, so, is this a newly colonized planet where they're like, oh crap, like, we may cause the global collapse of the ecosystem? Or is it more like... Maybe it was a planet that, like, didn't really have an ecosystem, but was, like, plant-seeded. So, there were plants around, but they were planning to introduce animals later. But then, I don't know, maybe in the plant seeding, um, some of the animal seeding got, like, totally thrown off by, you know, just an accident. So now, like, most of the wildlife has been replaced by these rabbits. Not all of it, you know, some places are too cold or too hot for these rabbits to live, but you know. So is this a... A disturbing amount of it. This is a planet that was, like, previously not really hospitable to life, but is getting terraformed. Yeah. And, um, if, if this, you know... Or at least it may have been hospitable to life, but there wasn't life. Okay. And I assume there's a corporation or some kind of investing financial backing interests in or a government institution yeah somebody with money and power is very interested in having this succeed and uh acidic rabbits were not in the plan (laughs) and uh some people are gonna get in trouble if this doesn't get fixed so our main character are we just gonna make them like a like a beleaguered scientist trying to deal with an invasive species that, like, was never planned to even exist? Yeah. Like, I feel like somebody who has more power than sense is responsible for the rabbits being released in the first place. So the the main character is like, I told you not to do that, and then you did it, and now I have to fix it, and is very unhappy. <laughs> Usually, the people who have the ability to fix disasters of this scale are not going to be happy to do so. Yeah, but it was like, it's not just that, it was like, it's probably a scientist who specifically warned somebody about the protocols. Do not give politicians and people with more money than sense access to the buttons. Yeah, but but nonetheless, (laughs) buttons were pressed. And, uh, yeah, now they have this disaster, you know? And then there, there's some people who are, like, trying to do, like, dumb things, like hunting the rabbits down one by one. Which is obviously, you know, like, if you're going to try and kill the rabbits faster than they can multiply, that's not going to work. Uh, in case anybody knows. The thing is that, like, you could introduce a species that preys on the rabbits, but, like, doing that... Like, do you want the arms race to make this uninhabitable to humans? Like, mm. Yeah. So let's just, let's do some ecosystem tinkering. (laughs) Ecosystem arms race. And see what, what's the worst that could happen is how they start every experiment. (laughs) 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 Couldn't possibly. What's the worst that could happen? Uh, Do you want me to answer that question? You know. Okay, so I feel like if we have acidic rabbits, we have to have uh, some kind of animal that just, uh, you know, secretes base to neutralize that acid and eat rabbits. Basic wolves. Wolves. Are we doing wolves? We can do wolves. Uh, Wolves are decent because they'll, you know, actually be able to deal with uh, numbers of them and multiply. What about birds of prey? 
Birds of Prey would probably be, like, the best because they're going to be, like, unable to attack humans until they get much bigger. Okay, let And the entire point of this is to, you know, get humans living on the planet, so... Okay. Which, which birds of prey eat rabbits? Uh, quite a few of them, actually. Although, that's usually, like, a falcon thing, and I think a few owls, but I'm not entirely certain about the owls. Oh, yeah. Owls... Oh. Big owls. Hawks. Eagles. What's the difference between a hawk and an eagle? I mean, I probably should know this. You're the one with the whole bio background. It's true. And it's not It's not like I have not watched a YouTube video on all the types of birds of prey in the last month. It's just that I don't remember. <laughs> I literally have. Um... But I was focusing on all the weird, the weird ones that I didn't know about, like the the secretary bird and and things like that. Um, <laughs> you didn't know about the secretary? No, birds? no, I knew about the secretary bird, but they're like, I didn't know they're they're not they're they're pretty cool. They have the highest um, kill kill rate success rate when they attack, like that proportion of getting food versus not getting food uh, of any bird of prey. They're pretty. They're. Pre- I mean, given the style of hunting that's not terribly surprising yeah they're pretty they're pretty badass secretary birds high up there um the point okay fine whatever eagles eagles hawks they're fine you know big birds of prey that can carry away and eat a rabbit not necessarily carry away just kill and eat no no we i want it big enough to carry away a rabbit i see yeah <laughs> You know, and I mean, we did say that this was gonna be an arms race. Yeah, probably accidental. Like, like not big enough to actually carry off a person, but big enough that it's like, it's a questionable wisdom to release them into the world. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so we're trying to make sci-fi, sci-fi Australia plus invasive species. Yes, yes. It's it's gonna be like Australia where they're like, oh, oops, oh, oops, oh. Oh, oh no. Oh, oh, sorry, ecosystem. <laughs> oh, this seems like a problem. Oops. <laughs> oh, not again. Oh. And then, you know, we'll, we'll just go to war against the, the emus or whatever. <laughs> and lose again. <laughs> <laughs> like that, except with acidic rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would be funnier if it's not the rabbits that uh, people lose against, but like one of the solutions to the rabbits that they later introduce. Okay. Yeah, like it ends up being kind of like a, not like a, an ending where where it's like okay we fixed everything. It's more like we've come to, a, an acceptable compromise. <laughs> you know. We have made a peace treaty with the death birds. You know, like they, we no longer have access to the entire planet. However, they're happy with only 20% of it. (laughs) And, you know, it's not a complete failure. (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) We're calling it a success. Yeah. On the books. Yeah. Yeah, like that. No one who ever uh, looks through the paperwork will ever be able to tell that it was not, in fact, the goal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
You know, we could turn it into a, a, a sightseeing ecotourism planet. Exactly. And, and you know, it's sort of ecoterrorism, just not of the type that uh, we're sort of used to. And, and, and you know what? It's the ecology that's doing the terrorism. Ecology? Ecosystem, I think. And, and you know what? Despite the global eco-disaster, the rabbits are still delicious. <laughs> yeah! And it's only one globe, you know? Like, it's a spacefaring empire, we're fine. You just, you, you got, we gotta pull, pull in Australia, strict ban on all exports of native species. So we just living native we species. Just, not, none of that. None of that. We're not doing this again. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. 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 But if it's an arms race, we need. I feel like we need more intermediate steps. Well, I mean, the the birds are are like step one, and then the birds start becoming an issue because they're like. Big enough that if they uh, flock up, they can take down a person, and they've been known to do that with some of the other things that they've introduced to kill the wol- to kill the rabbits, like wolves. Okay, I feel like, I mean, you know, we've already hit the top of the food chain at this point. Mm, no. So you, you, we've hit the top of the natural food chain, right? Well, oh, oh so okay, if we, we're getting outrageous here. <laughs> It's an yeah exactly. It's an arms race. Come on. Okay. I mean. So they realize, obviously, these birds too big to kill. But what if you combined a frog and a turtle and made it gigantic, right? So that it could grab a bird out of the air, suck it in, eat it, and then hide. I mean, I feel like instead of just going the predator prey relationship, we should explore more aspects of ecosystem relationships such as parasitism oh okay so like first step isn't enough so now we gotta go further now we gotta release uh, a murder let's call them murder birds i like that <laughs> see let's... okay so we release a murder bird specific parasite to help control their numbers <laughs> <laughs> the scientist is like look at the point at which you released the murder birds, did it not occur to you <laughs> that you may be going the wrong direction with this solution? I mean, you know, I feel like at this point to fix it, the parasites seem like a better idea than something that's strong enough to take down the murder birds because I'll be even more of a threat to humans. <laughs> Only if it, you know, would eat a human to begin with. That's, that's why I went with the, like, frog turtle thingy. Because, like, you make its head big enough for a murder bird, but not big enough for a person, and it's like, what use does it have for a person if it can't eat them? I mean, even if it doesn't try and eat them, as long as they're not, they're like, well, this is my space, and if you don't go away, I'm going to snap your hand off. That's enough of a, uh uh-oh. Well, it's slow. That's sort of the other other side of that. There you go. Okay, let's go. I chose something that people could avoid. But that birds would have a difficult time avoiding. I feel like... Okay, no, no. I, I feel like we should go parasites because then we could spread out the types of ecological disasters that they're inflicting upon mm. this planet. I see, I see. Because the parasite can then become far less murder bird specific. 
probably would too. And start killing all the other birds. <laughs> <laughs> I see. So then we're gonna engineer a virus to kill the parasites. <laughs> <laughs> Just all out bio warfare on. <laughs> and obviously, the 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 virus is gonna be carried by mosquitoes. <laughs> Well, I mean, it can't be a one-step virus, you know? It's got to be that, like, multiple-step virus where it has to go through a different host at each stage. Yeah, and then we can talk about zoonotic viral infections. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then uh, we've circled all the way back to COVID, haven't we? (laughs) Uh, Don't don't talk about that, though. We don't want to talk about that. Okay. Mm. Okay. Well, we won't... Okay, it won't be a respiratory infection. That's that's it'll change it to a. There we go. It's it's like let's. It's more like malaria. No, that's not a virus. Sure. That's the parasite. That's a bacteria, I think. Isn't it? Uh, no, because it it does the weird. It's a it's a parasite. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, let's make it like. What's a viral infection? West Nile. <laughs> oh no okay. how do we fight that I don't know <laughs> I don't know anything about I don't know anything about uh, viruses once you get past that level okay 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 back, okay, back up we're, so we, we're targeting the murder birds with mosquito borne parasites we're giving them malaria <laughs> except it's very specific malaria yes bird malaria which makes no sense (laughs) but we're going with it um okay i mean it doesn't really do much of the birds on its own but but the yeah so then but then the other birds start getting malaria which is bad because there's a lot of a lot of other birds that you know should should stay healthy in the (laughs) ecosystem see i was i was hoping to get to a point where this ecosystem is semi-stable if not necessarily uh ideal yeah but yeah no 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 no. and then and then the malaria just becomes endemic (laughs) like like i see so it becomes weak enough that some of the parasites survive so you know the bird parasites survive the uh yeah it'll be like like fake malaria. malaria in in africa where people develop mutations such as sickle cell anemia that help them survive the malaria. <laughs> Isn't it the like hetero, like half sickle cell? Yeah. That actually really helps with that. No, no, it, it's it's just that malaria parasites can't really live in sickled cells. So. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, isn't it the like half? No, no, the hetero. The hetero. The, the heterozygote is the is the phenotype of human who has the most benefits of both sides but it's not that the malaria parasites are able to uh infect the fully sickle people it's just that the fully sickle people have so many side effects from their sickle cell anemia that it's not worth it (laughs) do you know that makes sense uh you know like the the blood stops doing the blood part and too much of the that's usually a problem yeah. when the blood starts doing the blood things. Yeah, the, yeah, the blood things, which is you know 
They stay. They're supposed to stay in this cute little this cute little shape. It's called biconcave. Um, I personally really want like a cushion that's in the shape of a really large red blood cell. <laughs> See, I could describe shapes all day, but don't have me do biology. It's like a donut, except the 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 the, the, the middle part. It doesn't go all the way through. Yeah. it's not a hole. Yeah, it just goes. It in. just goes inwards. It's a very comfy shape. Very comfy. <laughs> um, what were we talking about? Uh, 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 shapes, I think. Oh yeah. So so they maybe they they genetically engineer birds to have malaria resistance and then release those into the wild to interbreed and <laughs> spread some malaria resistant malaria resistant murder birds. <laughs> And then after that, it's like, I, good enough. Let's stop messing with it while we're still ahead, I think. <laughs> ahead here being a very relative word. And then, but, you know, when, whenever you just randomly genetically engineer a complex organism, weird side effects pop up. The birds look a little funny. They probably have some weird behaviors and properties. But we're just going to... Call it part of the charm of this ecotourism planet. <laughs> oh, man. Don't worry about it. Those birds seem, like, disturbingly smart. Don't worry about it. Um, see, now... Are we sure that they're not building things? <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> see, now I want to make this more of, a, like, a frame narrative where, like, some kid is learning about the history of the planet and going, like, this is weird because <laughs> they're this seems like maybe not on purpose like now that i'm like digging through these notes yeah like seriously people <laughs> like there's some kid who's like reading the official government version of the history of the development of the planet and going huh <laughs> this doesn't make any sense and then they start going through like the notebooks so we <laughs> yeah frame it as like a discovery story about why the friggin' planet's ecosystem is so weird. Like they find the personal journal of the scientist who was in charge of this whole debacle. Fiasco. And at first, <laughs> at first they're just like, you know, normal journaling. And then when it gets to about halfway it's just like angry ranting fills <laughs> page after page. And then, and then um, I want to make this kid like precocious and, but fairly young, so so the, the the report they write ends up being like you know like a third grade show and tell thing, where it's uh, <laughs> where the the teacher is a little bit appalled with what the the kid came up with, uh, <laughs> because it's like really well done and like true, but like you know like the government wouldn't be really happy if any of this came out. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, alright, so all of you have heard this And none of you are going to speak about it Outside the classroom ever again Yeah, because, you know uh, But it can be swept under the rug Because it is Like a, a little a little Kid's uh, History report or whatever <laughs> Maybe They're like, you know, when you get to college You can write this report again And uh, Maybe get people to be aware of it, but nobody's gonna do anything. Well, I mean, there's nothing you can do, right? It's, it, what's done is done. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but maybe the the kid is like, 
uh, well, I want to be a biologist on this planet because some really crazy crap happened and we still don't fully understand the long-term ramifications on the planet. <laughs> you know? It's almost like somebody, you know, found the studies on the planet and started burying them. Yeah. Well, yeah, but even if they didn't, you know, it's like you you did. Well, some... it'd be funny as if it wasn't even like the government that was like burying them. It was just like the rich dweeb who hit the button that released the rabbits has been like burying this whole disaster <laughs> for like years and years. That makes sense. <laughs> um, and you know, even if it wasn't hidden, it's like they. Really, some people know, but nobody talks about it. <laughs> yeah, and and it's just like they did some like serious messing with the ecosystem. So even if it was completely above board, right? They just like they'd be like, uh, we don't know what's gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> solid, solid. Um, maybe the the kid has a pet rabbit. <laughs> Uh, and it happens to be one of the original acidic rabbits, but over the years the acidity has gone down to like a handleable level. You know, because they're no longer they're no they're no longer being bred for food. They never had any. They never had any like ecological pressure to be that way. They just had artificial pressure to be that way. Yeah. So if if it, if now their only job is to be cute pets, they naturally become less. Acidic. But they never quite lose it. <laughs> yeah. You know. Like, it's not a good idea to fall asleep with your rabbit and wake up with a drool stain on you. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, that does still end up... <laughs> and whenever there's overhunting in an area, suddenly the rabbits in that area have extremely acidic. <laughs> so when, when they feel stressed, they get more acidic. <laughs> Well, I was saying, like, when they feel stressed, they get more acidic, and they also rapidly redevelop the trait whenever, like, a population is being threatened by hunters or whatever. Um, okay. So they they become so acidic that it's hard to eat them? After a while. I mean, it's not, like, going to be an instant thing, but if you, you know, cut down a population really fast. Okay. I don't know, though, because being... Being acidic is like being poisonous, right? Like, it's a... It's a trait that doesn't save the individual being killed. Yeah. It's only once the predators learn that, you know, they taste bad or whatever. Do they taste bad? Do they get so acidic they taste bad? Probably eventually. Okay. It's a weird defense mechanism, but hey, rabbits. <laughs> I mean, can you say that you haven't seen re weirder defense mechanisms in the real world? Or maybe, maybe we have the rabbits learn to spit their, their, their venom. That's what I was thinking they could do already. I thought that was in them when they got uh, thrown down onto the planet. Well, if they're originally bred just to be tasty, why would they? Oh, I thought we were going with the acidic spit version that we had originally. Wait, 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 wait. I think we might have been going in different directions. Yeah, yeah. What, so, the, so the origin story is some idiot thought it would be cool to have a rabbit that could spit acid and 
engineered that and then released it into the wild? Well, I mean, it, it wasn't technically an idiot until they released it into the wild. Because, uh, you know, it is kind of cool to have a rabbit that can spit acid. I mean, you know, I, 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 fe- I feel like they, they still are idiots. For for doing it, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that you can imagine would be cool and not go through the trouble of genetically engineering a creature that can do it. That seems excessive. I mean, if you have the money and like the will, then why not? You know. I mean, because of this, you know, <laughs> this whole book. <laughs> I mean, is a is a exploration yeah. to why not. <laughs> Welcome to sci-fi. <laughs> the genre about just because you can doesn't mean you should. And, or regardless of whether you can, you definitely shouldn't. <laughs> uh, that usually is the nuclear annihilation uh, uh, sci-fi. Oh, man. Okay. It's a specific subgenre. Okay. Um, okay, maybe the original, the original rabbit was designed to be this acid spitting, but it got bred into a variant that's good for culinary purposes, where it marinates <laughs> They itself. specifically released, they specifically released a second set of also genetically engineered rabbits to breed with the original population that converted the acid spitting into delicious culinary taste. Um... It's like, it's like, yeah, like, if they, if they spit right before you slaughter them or something, then they can marinate themselves, and it becomes, like, a local specialty for the tourism. (laughs) specialty. Okay. Hey, we don't judge. (laughs) We just make it up. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I've heard weirder. (laughs) I have absolutely heard weirder. Go ahead and look up Icelandic food sometime. Oh, man. Um, okay. Um, and then, and then after that, there was like a pet variant that, um, that, where they minimize. It's less acidic. Yeah, they minimize the spitting. And then just try to turn it into less ambiguously a rabbit and more of just a rabbit. <laughs> I mean, I feel like they would keep it as ambiguous, like, sort of rabbit because, you know, it's the, it's the local, uh, flavor. Both literally and figuratively. <laughs> it's, uh, you know. Okay, well, if we get, if we tone down the acid, what makes it still not, tr- like, for sure a rabbit? Um, maybe their head shape is just weird, or, like, their ears, like, don't do, like, you expect a rabbit to have, like, ears on the top of its head. Maybe they have ears on the side. Nobody can really figure out why. Okay. It's like, do we call that a rabbit? I mean, they can't, like, interbreed with rabbits that are, like, normal rabbits. Or, like... So, I'm not certain. Or maybe it's like, yeah, we we lowered the amount of spitting, but it's still got a lot of cobra DNA in it. (laughs) 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 You know, they're a little bit... They they just have that look in their eye, you know. It's not a rabbit look. It's a it's a snake look. <laughs> no, they literally have like snake eyes. <laughs> they can they can see. Like, are they predators? They can no. But they can. I don't think they can see infrared. You know. <laughs> <laughs> they have heat pits. Yeah, there we go. They have heat pits. 
Oh my god, that's so creepy. Imagine a rabbit with like holes in its face. Oh. <laughs> oh my god, that's creepy. I like the idea. I like the idea. It's the local, uh, local rabbit, quote unquote. And you're like, well, are they cold blooded? And you're like, no, yes. we don't think. It's seasonal. <laughs> they do hibernate, but they're not cold blooded. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, you know they do enjoy their their heat lamps, <laughs> but the, you know they survive in the cold areas as well. It's um it's ambiguous. <laughs> Truly disturbing. And um, you know there's just that variety that um, looks more scaly than furry, you know. Don't worry about it. Don't. It's fine. It's just they only show up in deserts. It's a it's a it's a look. Don't we have a desert nearby? It's yeah. Oh man! Wow! Now I'm imagining really scary reptilian rabbits with heat pits and and fangs. I'm all for. Oh my god! <laughs> That's so creepy. It's like are you a rabbit? Uh... <laughs> What, have you never written a murder rabbit into your stories? Come on. (laughs) Okay. Oh, man. Okay. I feel like you could fit this uh, into a a novella length. Yeah, that's about what this is. That'll deal with our succinct adjective. I mean, succinct doesn't need to describe the story. It could describe a character in the story, you know? Plus, we're, we've gone in our own direction. We no longer need to worry about the words. I don't know. I like tying things. I like tying things together. I like. It's like uh, what? What do I call it? Retroactive uh, foreshadowing. That's how. That's how. There we go. That's the ultimate in the pantsing writing technique, where you accidentally foreshadow something. Where you add. Although it's not really accidental. I mean. If you're no. trying to write it effectively, just as a tip, add a whole bunch of things which could be foreshadowing, but don't necessarily have to be, and you'll always have something to go in the direction you want to go. Yeah, it's not accidental. It, it's that it's it's like it's all it's somehow the reverse of retconning, or is it like retconning? I mean, it's technically a retcon, but it's not like a visible retcon. It's like you decide after the fact that that random sentence you wrote is foreshadowing but it is planned just after <laughs> exactly yeah it is technically a retcon just not a, one that's visible to the it's, reader this is high level technique guys okay whenever you don't know what to do next go back and read 10 chapters before pick a random detail and go for it everyone will think you're a genius and they'll be like whoa I, I didn't see that coming and you'll be like neither yeah. did I <laughs> <laughs> and here is the super secret web serial trick, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. This only works for web serials. But you can edit in foreshadowing. Yeah. And just pretend it was always there. Yeah. I, I don't do that. I think that's cheating. And also... I've only done that once. And also, I'm pretty sure there's gonna be a couple readers who are gonna be like, I know that wasn't there. Like, don't try and fool me. I see your editing timestamp. <laughs> you would think that, but, you know... Well, I don't know. I think it depends on the size of your readership and how many crazies you have. Um, that and how many people uh, archive your story on something that, like, 
you know, yeah. they keep a copy of it locally or they put it on like a Wayback Machine or something. Okay, I mean, that's like meta retconning. <laughs> that's like the two-step putting the foreshadowing in after, but actually adding it. Or is that just going back to regular foreshadowing, except you need editing passes? <laughs> Who knows? Ooh. Maybe it's a lower level foreshadowing. Lower level pantsing. Yeah. I mean, you can combine the two techniques. Just in case somebody who's listening to this doesn't know what I'm talking about, writers are roughly divided into the planners and the pantsers, which start, stands for seat of the pants, I believe. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. And, uh... Yeah, I'm the ultimate in not planning anything. I fall in between the two because I rarely write down my plans. Yeah. They just also happen to be highly extensive and detailed. I mean, <laughs> if you literally ask me what's going to happen in the next chapter of one of my stories, I will tell you what I think will happen, and then the next chapter will come out, and that is usually not what has happened. <laughs> I can tell you what the first five books of metagame are. Well, that seems that seems a little boring, but alas, the pantsing life. I hey, <laughs> one of them is done, so that one doesn't count. One of the, oh, oh, you only know it. Four books. Book of one the is pants. done. Ooh, how exciting! I'm, I'm in the middle of book two. Oh, three and a half. So books it's like in three and a half books in advance. And just because you're done them now doesn't mean you you knew at the beginning of all five books what the ending was gonna be, right? Yeah. So you did know five <laughs> books in advance. <laughs> well, I didn't know how I was gonna get there mm. until I started writing it. Okay. So so four books in advance. <laughs> now I know how I'm gonna get there, yeah. you know? It's Whereas I'm like, is my story gonna end? Who no. Probably not. That's not really in the plan. I mean, fortunately, I'm probably going to die of old age before it becomes an issue, so. <laughs> fortunately. Just get back to your schedule of uh, one every month. Oh, man. Uh, sorry to my to my readers. I hope you don't die of old age before, before I finish. Let's all just be immortal, you know? That'll solve the issue. <laughs> it really would. Although, uh, I don't know how immortal is going to work for these next 20 years. We're just going to... Not sure I want it. We're just gonna um, upload our consciousnesses into the cloud, and leave our. That's one way to deal with con to deal with climate change. Yeah. <laughs> Ignore it and hope it goes away. <laughs> yeah. Just just leave, leave, <laughs> and hope that the server that hosts your consciousness keeps running. <laughs> I would assume you have maintenance bots and the ability to construct maintenance bots. Wow. Maybe we should we should do a story on that. <laughs> you know, uh, with that we have an idea for next week. Yay! So we'll we'll see you then. Okay. <laughs> when we're discussing the idea of apparently uploading consciousness and maintenance bots. <laughs> so we'll do our version of the Matrix, guys. Um, no, that's a little bit more complicated, and I don't want to do this, and I don't know if I want to do the uh, civil rights allegory with you. Okay, fine. <laughs> I'd be okay with doing it, but it would be complicated. You know, it's not like we can go full Matrix and have them use the precedent of the Dred Scott decision. I don't, I don't know. But Anyways. if you like this story, uh, write it, and then email us at listeners at unwrittenimaginings.com. 
you want to be a guest, that's guests at unimaginings.com. And then, you know, subscribe and like and rate us or whatever the, the things. Yeah, exactly. You know, Share us with anybody you think would like us. They don't necessarily need to be your friends, although uh, it would probably be better if they were. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye.